Hello world and you beautiful people out there. Hope you're all doing great. This is Srinath Krish from Pi Sigma Alpha, a place for ignited minds come for enlightenment. Today's episode is going to be extra special and super exciting as I'm going to tell you a story. A story about pain, persistence and triumph. This is about Jan Com, one of the co-founders of WhatsApp and a Silicon Valley tech mogul. WhatsApp, by the way, needs no introduction at all because there are around 2 billion active users as of today around the globe for WhatsApp. Now, one of the trivia is that Facebook actually procured WhatsApp for a whopping 16 billion US dollars way back in 2014. Strangely, Jan once applied for a position in Facebook and he ended up being in the rejection list. This is his story and how he beat all the odds to reach the top. The year is 1992, a remote village called Fastiv in Ukraine. 16-year-old Jan had not taken a bath in two weeks. Well, how could he? When there was not a drop to drink, how can he afford a wash? The lakes had all dried up and his house did not have a water connection. His country was under the angry glare of Russia for initiating the collapse of USSR. Heart-wrenching poverty, cruel economic blockades and rampant corruption had pushed the nation into its knees. Jan's serene, calm and almost beautiful rural life was all but in shambles. Jan Kaum was from a Jewish family and nobody would give a job for a Jew boy. With no bread to fill his stomach and water to quench his thirst, there was only one option left with his life, that is flee and migrate to the United States. Jan had decided that he won't beg in the streets of cave like most of his friends did. Jan's father sold all his properties for their family to migrate to the United States of America. So Jan along with his 40-year-old beautiful mother Jenny and his sick old grandma of God only knows how old flew down to Mountain View, California on December the 16th, 1992. Jan's dad was a civil contractor and the army actually stopped him from flying off. Papa promised he would join them as soon as possible but he never did. With hardly any money left and with no connections, the trio were virtually trapped in a new country with strange people. On top of all this, they could not speak English. What could be worse than that? Their only belongings were a suitcase, that had a stack pile of clothes, a bundle of 20-odd Soviet Union school notebooks and some pen. Now, Jan's mother wanted her son to study whatever be the situation, but she was intelligent enough to understand that they did not have enough money to invest in school supplies. Finally, a social support program helped them find a small two-bedroom apartment. 
Jan's mother became a babysitter in the affluent neighborhood of Mountain View, California. His grandma remained in their home stitching and praying all day. And Jan started working as a cleaner in a nearby grocery store. He enrolled in a local American high school and soon he learned English and got attracted to programming. He brought books from the used bookstore stall and he started learning intently his area of interest and that was networking. He hated the superficial friendships of American students and he missed those deep countryside friendships he had back in Ukraine. He missed them and he did cherish them a lot. Jan's passion with programming made him spend almost every penny on used books in computer programming and networking. He became an active member of WooWoo, a non-profit hacker community and often squirreled into networks. He even chatted with Sean Fanning, uh, the Napster co-founder. Well, exactly a year after he landed in the United States, his grandma died. And 5 years into the US, that is in 1997 his father passed away back in ukraine and it was really heart-wrenching and devastating for young jan even though all the odds were stacked up against him by 1997 jan was working in ernst and young as a security tester and that's where he first met a no nonsense guy called Brian Acton well brian was a serious guy and what more he was the 44th employee of yahoo well back then yahoo was something which was really big it was much bigger than google at that point in time but they found a strange connection and started meeting often brian who had a degree in computer science motivated jan to enroll for the same in San Jose State University California 6 months from then and still in university Jan got placed in Yahoo as an infrastructure engineer 2 weeks into his job in Yahoo Jan was sitting in his classroom when one of Yahoo's major servers broke down David Filo one of Yahoo's co-founders worked with a set of server engineers to resolve the issue but with hardly any progress David kept looking for the new recruit, the pick of them all, but Jan was nowhere to be seen. Meanwhile, Jan was sitting completely bored out in his classroom listening to a lecture on data structures. That's when his mobile phone rang. He picked up the call and the voice said, "Where the hell are you, dude?" David's angry voice punched Jan's eardrums. "I'm in my class, David." he answered discreetly. What the fuck are you doing sitting in a class? Jan, get your dirty ass back in the server room and be quick about that. Anyway, Jan had begun to hate the course anyways. The way the curriculum was designed seemed to teach him nothing new. And this seemed to piss him off. He dashed to the server room 
on his bicycle and resolved the issue in less than 15 minutes and that's how good he was on the very same day he decided to drop out of college in 2000 jan's mother died of cancer and he ran into depression with no one left in this world jan thought a bountiful to commit suicide and leave the bloody world for everything it had thrown at him but brian acton reached out to him like a best friend he supported jan and pulled him out of the deep dark well of distress they were skiing played soccer and played ultimate frisbee for long hours penniless and tired they came back from their south american trip and the first thing they did was apply for a job in facebook both of them failed miserably and were disappointed to land up as entries in facebook's rejection list but they did not give up and they started this small funny app called whatsapp now whatsapp was becoming immensely popular among users and it was gaining foothold and it was gaining ground over most of the social media platforms across the globe and even if that was the case uh, jan com and brain acton at whatsapp had a very discreet office in california just like like how jan com would like to maintain a low profile his vehement distaste for advertisements was quite evident in everything that he did Now even during the entire negotiation process with Facebook it is said that Jan kept jotting down points in the good old Soviet notebooks his mom had given him that's how rooted he was and the rest as they say is history as of today WhatsApp has over 2 billion active users and with over 10% of the total worldwide users in India India is the largest single country in terms of number of users of WhatsApp On February 19, 2014, the same company Facebook that deemed Jan Com and Brand Acton unfit for a job vacancy proposed to acquire WhatsApp for a mind-boggling 16 billion US dollars and Jan Com and Brand Acton chose a very strange place for signing these documents the old social service community building that once helped Jan Com Uh, with his housing and a job was chosen for signing the deal they did not do it in a seven star hotel under the flashlights of thousand cameras and global media stage up jancom is worth a whopping 10.1 billion us dollars because he has around 45% stake in the company whereas brand acton is worth a staggering 5 billion us dollars Even though this is the case WhatsApp still does not have a sign board in their office premises. Ask Jan and Brand why and they would simply say we all know where we work a big sign board is nothing more than a ego boost and show off. Now why this story and you may wonder why this podcast I felt like telling you the story behind something that has become an integral part of our day-to-day lives many still wonder how an application uh, which can be downloaded for free for a few mb from play store or 
Apple's App Store became a $16 billion procurement phenomenon. I mean, Microsoft procured Nokia for $4 billion. That is including their technology, hardware, manufacturing units uh, with the manpower combined. But WhatsApp was just has just over 55 employees and went out for a mind-blowing uh, 16 billion US dollars. At the end of the day, it is the idea that matters. It is the vision that counts and it is the philosophy that wins. Brian Acton and Jan Com had all the odds stacked up against them, but they came out successful. And this story is specifically significant at this point in time because everybody in this world is going through a crisis at this point in time. We are all stressed out, we are all stretched out and there is infinite amount of odds that is stacked up against humanity. But there is hope. And I strongly believe that every adversity brings a seed of equal or greater opportunity. And that's the way life is. We need to fight and we need to win. Because winning is easy if you're persistent and if you're confident. Have a great day guys. Bye bye and take care. This is Srinath Krishnamurti signing off from Pi Sigma Alpha. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow. So till then, bye bye and take care.